0: Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 340 for Tuesday, the 25th of March, 2014. My name's Robbie Ferguson.
1: My name's Erica Lalonde. It was nice to see everyone. <laughs>
0: just thought I'd let that rest and just see what she does next.
1: <laughs> Here's what's Hi, everybody. Come- <laughs> Hi, guys. Here's what's coming up in the newsroom. So, do you use Outlook? Microsoft may be reading your email and they are legally allowed to do so. Yikes. Now a pen can tell you when you write a spelling mistake and Twitter has been blocked in Turkey and Sony is bringing virtual reality to the PS4. Stick around for these stories They're coming up in the newsroom Later on in the show
0: Thanks Erica Tonight we have a slight change of plans Because we've got so many of your viewer questions in This week Uh, We felt it important to drop everything And we are holding a viewer question extravaganza Just for you I'm also going to be sending A lucky chat room recipient A pack of stickers From Category 5's merch store So much time and so little to do Wait a minute Flip that, reverse it Thank you Don't go anywhere. It's going to be a great show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd, and your host, Robbie Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV. So nice to have you here. It's Robbie Ferguson and Erica Lalonde.
1: Hi everyone, how's everyone doing tonight? How you been? Good. It's been a
0: while it feels like.
1: Yes, it has felt like it's been a while, mm-hmm. but it's been going great. I finally moved into my first place on my own. Got
0: the new pad. Yeah. Nice.
1: And uh, yeah, I moved in last weekend. Everything's been great. Finishing up schools, final exams. If there's anyone else in exams, and they would understand. They'll sympathize with you. They understand. They can relate to the... Makes sense. To, yeah, everyone, everything coming down at the last second, last minute, very last minute, handing something in at 11.59, when it's due at 12. Feels good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. I'm getting nervous just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, isn't it?
0: Cramming before an exam and then passing with flying colors.
1: Passing with the 50. No, I'm just kidding. A kidding.
0: So it's a lovely winter that we're having this spring. Yes. How is uh, this affecting work? I guess the ski hills, are they still up and operational?
1: No, they're done. They're done? I don't know why. Like, everyone, all the instructors. I don't know why. I mean,
0: it's March, but it is snowing. But it is. like 40 below. We were
1: like... For ski inscri- instructors, we were graced to have so much snow this long. And yeah. then the ski hills are like, oh, I guess we're tired, so we're just going to stop operation. We've made enough money. Yeah, exactly. Here, They're so like, we've made enough money.
0: Don't want to mess with we- our budgets.
1: Yeah, we don't need to just prolong it. I'm just like, but we have snow. Like, we never have snow this long. We
0: have snow. We have snow. When she says we have snow. snow, like, I'm still shoveling a foot of snow from my driveway each morning. <laughs> I'm, Come on! I'm
1: quite enjoying the apartment life now. No yeah. more shoveling. No more Somebody taking else care. care of it. that's yeah, nice.
0: nice. <laughs> I had uh, received quite an honor this week. Um, if you haven't noticed on our website, there is a little bit of a mention there. But um, the uh, Get VoIP's top 100 tech podcasters for 2014 was announced. And lo and behold, I'm honored to be on that list. So uh, you can find out more through our website, Category5.tv. Yours truly on the top 100 tech podcasters this year. So uh, quite honored. Uh, We have our Category 5 Technology TV T-shirts. You can get them at shop.category5.tv. There's still time to get your order in. Make sure if you're planning to get an order through uh, that you do that right away because we are going to be placing an order with our manufacturers very, very soon. I don't know if you noticed, but my chair, I said this just before the show, I'm like, I'm literally sinking. I think my hydraulics are are messed up here so we might have fun tonight you might notice that (laughs) i'm constantly messing with my hydraulics so there we go (laughs) erica i'll let you uh take the tpn
1: awesome just letting you know that category5.tv is a member of the ted podcast network if it's tech it's here at cat5.tv slash tpn and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters at cat5.tv I-A-I-B.
0: You can also check out our mobile website m.cat5.tv. Make sure you scan that code or just visit the website from your mobile browser and you'll be able to uh, get onto our mobile site that has live streaming video, audio, and on-demand video. Very cool. Uh, Also, big, huge announcement for Category 5 long-term fans. This is a big deal for us here at the show. For the first time ever in the whole history of Category 5 Technology TV, you can go to our website, and we have all of the episodes that are available are right there on our website, category5.tv quite excited about this and very, very thankful to Jot from our community of viewers who committed a astronomical amount of time over the past month in order to make it happen. So going through old notes and everything. So when we first started the show, it was just a small little thing that never was meant to blow up to this size. Uh, we started it, you know, I started it on a Joomla blog. And so when we finally decided, well, I mm-hmm. decided, okay, well, obviously we need our own website. But then all that old content... Where is it? Because moving on to a new website, there was so much content to move over to mm-hmm. a new website. It just didn't happen. So we started with you know season three, four, five, six, uh, and here we are in season seven. Now you can get seasons one through seven, so you can see how
1: how it's progressed. It's just
0: unbelievable how how far the show has come starting with a, a cheap little uh, I
1: remember watching the first episodes and the, even the resolution and I was gonna, just
0: yeah a 240p <laughs> webcam
1: yeah and then you and, and you see it's kind of you know you, you're just sitting at a desk no no fancy stuff going around and yeah it's it's interesting but he was good.
0: I think that the content is there and that's what's really yeah. really neat about the show. Even if you go back to those, you know, first and second season episodes, you even though some some of the products don't exist anymore, some of them have evolved into something else, changed names or whatever, but, but it's good um, to
1: know the history of where everything comes from.
0: And there's a lot of info there. Mm-hmm. A lot of and things like you think about GNU image manipulation program. Sure they they've come uh, leaps and bounds and and uh, it's a better product now and it's a completely different version than we demoed, but a lot of the things that we showed are still valid. So you can still, you know, transcends the version. So that's pretty cool. So, again, big thanks to Jot. Uh, Everybody in the chat room, send a wave to Jot and say thanks for all the work that he's done there to get that ready. And all that is also to prepare us because in two weeks' time, we have our new Roku channel starting up. And not to spend too much time on that because we do have a show that's going to be dedicated to the Roku in two weeks, uh, April 8th. And Mm -hmm. very, very excited that you're going to actually find a certified absolutely official category 5 TV channel in the Roku channel store so uh, make sure you watch for that if you haven't already got a Roku it is a little device it fits into this box it looks like that and uh, there are different versions there's even one now that is a stick and you can pre-order it it's only like 50 bucks this one here costs uh, I think it was closer to about a hundred so they're pretty pretty cheap considering you get all of your programming from Plex and Netflix, uh, Crackle, TED Talks, Category 5 Technology TV, Vivo, uh, MLS. There there are live sports programs that are available on the Roku. Uh, so you can get one of those at cat5.tv slash Roku. And that's R-O-K-U. There goes my chair again. <laughs> I wonder why I keep going like this through the whole show. That's that's me. That's me. So get a Roku. Cat5.tv slash Roku. Roku. Awesome.
1: Oh, good guy saying he has a Roku 2XS. Uh, XS. Cool. XS. So
0: uh, get on, uh, make sure you watch for the channel, which is coming in two weeks' time. All right. Well, we've got a lot of viewer questions tonight. Before yes. we get into them, I wanted to step onto our website, category5.tv, and show you a couple of the hidden sort of exciting features mm-hmm. about the way that our player works and if you've been to our website you know that it's you know pretty well laid out as far as getting around and finding what you need but here are the episodes right so if i click on say i click on this episode number 337 with sasha and i scroll down here's the player here and i can keep going and there are show notes that have you know a vast uh, uh, amount of information regarding episode the episode three, there three, are seven, related episodes Tuesday, near the bottom the and links to download and everything there we are 14. okay So, a couple of things with this player that you may or may not know. If you click in the player, you can start and stop it, but single-clicking into the player will activate the player so that you can now use keyboard shortcuts. So I'm going to show you a couple of those tonight, which are kind of interesting. My space bar will start and stop the video at perfect points in the video, as you can see. Escape will actually stop the video, and F will change to full screen. So if we're playing... And I hit F, arrive, technology TV it will three, instantly jump up to full seven, screen and have today, excellent quality for March, uh, a web, web streaming video. And then space again to pause. Check out some of the, uh, the fun stuff that we have. If you use your up and down arrows, you can actually adjust the volume. Here is what's coming up in the newsroom. If you use the left and right, you can, in fact, skim over or seek to different times in the video. Speaking of seeking, we have hot keys from 0 to 9, which are going to go to the beginning of the video at 0, 10% at 1, 20% at 2, so you can in fact jump around the video. If you want to go halfway through the video, just hit 5, and you're at exactly the 50% mark. You can see that that's where it's loaded up to. If you don't have time to watch the show in real time, hold in your left shift key and use the right button. You'll see that now it's playing a little bit faster and a lot faster. 1.5 1.5 is probably usable. Or if you want, just for fun, you can even slow it down to a crawl. But hey, you can speed it up to 1.5 and we can talk like this and we can start going like this and we can And the tutorials are crazy. But it works.
1: But it would be helpful, too, even for myself, looking at some of the coding demos and, you know, certain things. If you need to have it slowed down, that would definitely help.
0: There you go. And just being able to quickly get there, quickly switch to full screen mode, nice and easy. Uh, There is another hotkey for muting, which is a quick M on your keyboard that instantly turns off the sound, which is brilliant if the phone rings and you don't want to stop it. And I want to show you something that is perhaps one of the coolest features of our player. I mean, it's, it's pretty sophisticated. Of course, there are some other things. For example, if you want to start at a specific point, let's say we want to grab from the top stories, I can actually push the play button next to that. And the link has changed now to feature the timestamp at the end of the link. So now if I copy that link, it will automatically start at that point in the video for anyone that I send it to. That's cool. But that surprisingly is not the coolest feature on our (laughs) system. Go up to the top of the page and click on Login or register. And if you haven't already got a registered account, you can register now for free. Uh, But what we want to do is we want to actually log in. So I'm just going to log in as myself here. And as soon as you're logged in, you'll see up at the top of the page, it'll say hello. And it'll be your name instead of hello guest. So now that we're logged in, I can go into members and my profile. Scroll down a little ways, and you'll see that there is a caption option. I've already got it selected, uh, but we can actually set to our chat logs. And we can actually follow along the chat logs, if you can believe it, as you watch the show in real time. As if you're actually getting those fed to you. So if you're watching the show after the fact, here's a really, really neat way to find out what was going on. So now I'm going to click on to... Keeping in mind that I am logged in, okay, because you have to be logged in for this feature. And it has to be enabled in your profile. I'm going to go back to that video. And watch what happens here. So the video starts playing. And if you watch the bottom of the window, you're going to start seeing this. Stuff that came through in the chat room live during the broadcast. So even if you're not able to watch the show live, uh, you're able to follow along with the chat room. And kind of get... I, I think what's fun about that is that you can follow along and you can get um, some of the, the the dialogue that's happening behind the scenes. Because here at the show, at Category 5, it's not just about the people who are on air. It's largely about the community who's participating in the show in the chat room. And that's one of the ways that you can actually tap into that and follow along. Um, alternatively, if you don't want to follow it along as... Uh, as uh, subtitles, you can click on chat logs and you can in fact just read them as if you were in the chat room. But then of course you've got to scroll as the video happens, but same text exactly. And there's everything that was said all the links. When we say, you know, links are going to be posted. uh, You can get them from the chat logs. If they were posted in the chat room, chat room right now is going nuts and saying, hi, how are you? Everybody say hi, because people are now saying, Hey, Hey, Let's check out these chat logs. So now is your chance. This is your 15 seconds of fame as I elevate my chair. <laughs> so some really, really cool features to try to uh, to make it so that you can follow along with the chat stuff. And, of course, we have on our homepage, I'll just scroll down a little ways here to the bottom. You'll see comments. So make sure you post your comments, start a discussion, get talking about the episodes. And uh, if you even if you watch it live, get onto the website later and comment on your favorite episodes. And, of course, that will make you um, able to be a part of our top commenters, which happens on the right-hand side of our page here. This is on our homepage. So right now our top commenter is Jot. So congratulations, Jot. There you have it. So get on over to Category5.tv. Just one of the cool features on our website that are available for you uh, if you are registered. And registration, again, is absolutely free at Category5.tv. Nice to see you all.
1: Nice to see everyone also in the uh, chat room. Uh, Looking at Dennis, Kelly, Jot, I'm Tech5.
0: I see Eric1212. I see you. Good guy. (laughs) <laughs> and
1: also, i see
0: <laughs> flat slide and fbtv gunner suite does that remind you of that's before your time
1: i guess so where's it from
0: that's from uh polka dot door isn't it the magic mirror she's like poking door, <laughs> magic door i don't
1: know what that what? is <laughs> friendly giant what <laughs> friendly giant i think i know that it's
0: like oh he makes vegetables doesn't he Hmm. Yeah, hmm.
1: mix green peas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is a viewer question extravaganza. So, hey, get your questions into us. Join the chat room, Category 5 on Freenode. Erica, you've got a full mailbag ba- mail there. I'll let you take it away, and we're going to do our best to get through as many of these questions as we can tonight.
1: Yes, there is quite a bit, but let's get through them. So, I have a question. Um, it's from Ed in BTR. Hello! And it says, uh, I've been trying to install Clonezia Image. Clonzilla. to Okay. Cl- to VirtualBox running on Mint 13 per your tutorials in episodes 3.07 uh, and 3.13. Kay. I initially kept getting kernel panics from Conzola
0: uh, 1.1.0.8. Uh, got to think Godzilla.
1: Godzilla? Godzilla. Godzilla. Clone.
0: Clonezilla. Clonezilla. <laughs> Clone-Zilla.
1: <laughs> now I got it. I'll All right. never forget. But finally, uh, I got it to boot after I burned the image to a CD. And by booting it in safe mode, my problem is that I don't have a server, so I, w- I, so I wrote uh, the image to an external USB hard drive. Sorry, USB. And, but okay, yeah, yeah. I can't figure out how to mount the USB hard drive so that Clonezilla can find it to restore the image to the virtual box drive. Is there any help? Oh. It'll be greatly appreciated.
0: Okay. So you're try- now you've created the clone. Mm-hmm. But you're trying to boot from the USB and virtualization is a little bit different because it's virtual USB, not physical USB. Right. Uh, What I'm going to do on Clonezilla's website, Clonezilla.org, what we want to do is we want to download the CD with i386, not AMD64, but i386 mode and ISO format. Let's download it right now. And if all goes well and SourceForge is good to us right now, it's going to send us a file. There we go. There it comes. 144 megs has got just a few seconds. I'm going to go into um, uh, VirtualBox. While that's downloading, 12 seconds left. In VirtualBox now... I, I, can, I, I can test on any of my systems. Why don't I use this Point Linux system? Just pretend that it's any system. What you need to do, notice that I'm not actually going to try to boot from that bootable media that you created. That's fine for your physical machine. We're going to do something different. Um, you want to use the same version uh, as, as what you used for when you downloaded the ISO before, basically, for that USB drive. You want to probably use the same version. Not necessarily needed, but probably good practice. So let's pretend, Point Linux, this particular computer here is uh, just my empty computer that I want to clone back to. So uh, let's just make that assumption. And so, right-click and go Properties, and then Storage, and you see how the CD drive is empty. Here's where. VirtualBox it just blows your mind as far as what virtualization can accomplish. Click on this CD icon over here and go choose a virtual CD DVD disk file. Notice that it's almost finished downloading so I'm just going to wait just for a split second here. There it's done. So now I choose that and I browse to my downloads and I grab that Clonezilla image and hit open. Now I've actually got that ISO file mounted to my virtual machine. So I hit OK, and I boot it. Double-click. So now, as VirtualBox boots, it's actually going to boot into Clonezilla. I didn't need a CD. I didn't need a bootable USB drive. All I needed was that ISO file mounted as if it's an actual physical CD to the virtual machine. The virtual machine doesn't know any better because it's virtual. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Virtualization is awesome. So once you get the, the hang of the fact that it is virtual and you can do things that you can't necessarily do with a physical computer, um, then you'll be just absolutely flying. So give that a go. Uh, and then when you get to the point that you need to um, get your image back, here's what you'll need to do. You'll need to pop in your USB drive into the host. The host will detect it. Okay? I don't have one to show you with. But when the host detects it, you need to then unmount it. Uh, in the host because if linux is using it well then you're you're trapped uh, using it in linux and you can't use it in your virtual machine so one of these drives it's going to show up here just hit the eject button next to it and that will unmount it once it's unmounted back in your virtual machine here if you absolutely need to do it this way Go to the, hit your right control button to release your mouse, go down to the bottom here, devices, USB devices, and you'll actually see your USB flash drive there now that it's unmounted in Linux. So you click on it, it mounts it to your computer, uh, it to your virtual computer, I should say, and then you've got access to not only the boot because you're booted up into Clonezilla from the ISO, but also to your data because you have now mounted it to the virtual machine as a virtual hard drive. Um, I, I'm not sure of the order you may want to mount the USB first before you boot up uh, because Clonezilla may detect it a, at a certain time I'm not too sure. Um, and worse comes to worse you could also um, mount it on your on, on a computer on your network just you know here's the theory for you if you have trouble. Mount it on a computer on your network, share it and then you can browse to it using networking just like I did so. Good luck. I I sure hope that helps. I know it's a little bit, it's a bit confusing to to grasp the whole concept of virtualization right out the gate, uh, but once you get there, it's it's pretty awesome. So, good luck. Keep us posted. All right. Okay. Thanks for the question.
1: No problem. Thank you um, for answering that. <laughs> so we have another question. Um, it's from. Uh, Mihal from Deben. Um, Hello. and he says hi Robbie he has a uh, I have a problem with the camera on my laptop and Asics x550c but the camera work is seen too dark I tried to set up a cheese uh, but nothing happens Windows is installed in the drivers for the camera and it works perfectly but dislikes Windows and I beg for help I't I want you to look at uh, at at the uh, at look at it, but at the same time, the difference is a problem for me because I oh he lives in Germany. Oh, okay, so time difference. Yeah, like the time difference is. Hey, a problem appreciate for you him. sending an
0: email. I know it's it's tough to have to translate into English and then to have to watch this back <laughs> in English and try to grasp all the concepts. Um, so we're running an Asus laptop. Camera works fine in, in Windows, but bringing it up in Cheese, the cam- webcam booth software for Linux, uh, it's too dark. So let me see what I can come up with for you. Let's bring up Cheese. I've got a webcam here. Um, sound and video Cheese. I know it sounds cheesy. <laughs> it's <good>. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So the camera's too dark i don't know your setup and i don't know your camera i don't have one to test with so i'm just gonna have to make an assumption that your drivers are simply set too dark here we're sitting under studio lights and there's my hand can you see it it's there promise you it is so what i'm going to do i'm going to go to edit preferences and go to image and lo and behold my webcam has got some settings here for brightness and contrast now if i turn up brightness you'll see oh that looks just as bad right turn it up all the way oh boy you're getting horrible picture now there you go so what we want to do let's try resetting them both to midpoint watch what's going to happen when we bring up the contrast slowly here now we're starting to get a picture see i've got my contrast down about there I've got a little over saturation there's too much brightness there so let's just get a bit of an uh, a bit brighter. Play around with some of the settings, and now you can see. Hey, camera is starting to look okay. There you go. <laughs> it's not horrible. It's not as as dark as yeah, it was. definitely. It's not. certainly a webcam running at six forty by four eighty, but <laughs> that is what it is. So hey, you can't really complain because that's what it is. It's a webcam. So give that a try in cheese. Um, see if that's all it is. If it is all that it is, fantastic. That's wonderful. Um, Windows, because most webcams are built and tested on Windows primarily, um, mm-hmm. the, it, what I mean is the manufacturer, what do they do? They send you the disk for Windows. Windows yeah. Here's the Windows driver great because usually those windows drivers come with what auto brightness auto uh white balance auto contrast and and this driver automatically compensates for the the room brightness Mm -hmm. where on linux because you don't have that software that came with the webcam uh, you may have to tweak it a little bit and your software should have some kind of settings just like cheese does here so good luck let us know hope that helps Thanks for the question.
1: Wait, Thank you. We got one from Jot. Um, hey, uh, Jot. He says, I've noticed recently you've put a lot more old episodes online, so I looked at some and noticed you call yourself a technologist. Well, since I can't find a good definition of that, I was wondering what is a technologist and why you call <laughs> yourself that, and do you In still call days. yourself that from Jot? <laughs>
0: I wonder if there's an actual – Definition. Oh, yes, that. there is. <laughs> Google, define, colon, technologist. Engineer, a person who uses scientific knowledge to solve practical problems. Now, that's a little bit vague. I think that technologist, as a general term, is somebody who works with technology to solve problems, basically. Um, do I still call myself that? No, not really, because it's a title, right? So now... You know, these days, because I closed down my business uh, five years ago, I am a host. (laughs) I am a talk show host. Makes things a lot easier on Uh my business card. And then you get questions five years later saying, what's a technologist? (laughs) Seriously, you do. (laughs) (laughs) I closed down my business five years ago, so now it's not really my title. I am a senior web programmer. That's my official title.
1: I can't wait to get a title. Uh, well, I do have a title co host. Co host, yeah. Co-host. You've got the business card to prove it. Yeah. So,
0: awesome business card. You can yeah. get them from shop.category5.tv.
1: Definitely. I have a nice picture. It's I look good, <laughs> for once. <laughs> Actually, I look good. I, I like if my you'd like to see <laughs> how
0: good I look, buy my business card. There's also an 8x10 there with you. Did you know that? Shop.category5.tv.
1: A lot of an the pictures 8x10. around here in the studio, we have...
0: Uh, yeah, we've got, and we've got more coming, actually. I've, seriously, I'm not even joking, guys. Uh, viewers, you know, if you want to send us your pictures, I'm actually starting to... Oh, my goodness, I've got too much stuff stacked on top of stuff. Getting picture frames. Literally, buying, you know, getting deals as mm-hmm. they... is. You know, deals come up and picture frames. And uh, we are looking currently for a place to print our photos and stuff. And, and we're actually putting together a wall of viewer photos that have been sent to us. So oh, that'd be we've nice. got a handful of your photos that you have sent in. we already
1: have the, we've got
0: the postcard wall. The postcode which wall. Which is absolutely plastered. We still welcome I your postcards. I love all
1: the colors.
0: Yeah. Um, you can get our address from the bottom of the website, category5.tv. But we're actually putting together a kind of a collage of pictures uh, of uh, that viewers have sent us. So if you've got a good one of you watching the show or doing something regarding the show, wearing a Category 5 shirt or doing something crazy, send it in. You never know. might show up on our wall. Well, what do you say? Should we uh, hit these news stories and get this out of the way? And then we will uh, get through more more of your questions. But also, (laughs) we've made a couple of mentions, name drops of our our shop, shop shop.category5.tv I've got some Category 5 premium vinyl stickers to give away tonight. So make sure you are in the chat room. Category5.tv. Oh, they're awesome.
1: They're awesome. Ready I have, for it? I have them on my laptop and everyone always asks at school they're like, Oh, what is that? I'm like, That's just the show I cover.
0: Go up. to the site. <laughs> I look awesome.
1: <laughs> I look awesome in my pictures for once. <laughs> Don't even ask me about my student card. Alrighty. <laughs> okay. For another
0: show. <laughs> yeah. Ready for it? <laughs> Yes. Take it away.
1: So we have one from. Whoa.
0: It's me. It's not supposed to be me. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, look at what I got to do here. I'm getting used to this new new system, guys. It's
1: really cool though. So it
0: is because really cool. it's cool. Ready?
1: Take two minutes. And we'll I look get
0: like it. I'm looking way up in the sky though. This thing is way too big. Okay, go.
1: <laughs> okay, so. So here's some of the top stories in the Category 5.TV newsroom. So a pen which vibrates when it detects its owner making a mistake to uh, undergo testing in schools. The Learn Shift or Learning Pen does not require ink or special paper to work and uses an interval gyroscope to work out what is being written.
0: Interesting and annoying. Could you imagine? Is it
1: like spelling mistakes? Stop it, Pen. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> spelling mistakes. Oh, man. Oh, boy. You're in trouble. <laughs> That'd be so <laughs> dumb. It'd be, it'd be cool, though, but then I'd just, I don't know. My. I feel like I'd it'd be, be a whole new my...
0: form of bullying, wouldn't it? <laughs> All the kids in school writing with this pen, and, and then whoever watching, whoever, whoever
1: makes like the ha little ha noise, Billy
0: spilling air. That
1: that'd be that's kind of
0: cool, though. The technology has gotten us to the point where it can do that. Well, interesting. That is really cool. Hmm. Okay, here's another story for you. Uh, Twitter users in Turkey have reported that the social media site has been blocked in their country by their government. Some users trying to open the Twitter.com website are apparently being redirected to a statement by Turkey's telecommunications regulator. It cites a court order to apply protection measures on their website. This comes after PM uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan uh, vowed to wipe out Twitter. That's a quote. Wipe out Twitter following damaging allegations of corruption in his inner circle. There are about 10 million Twitter users across Turkey. The day that Twitter went dark, where were you? I felt I didn't know how to get my news anymore when Twitter went dark. So imagine a whole country being blocked yeah i had to like use google to get news because you couldn't and and that seemed like what is this news from two days ago yeah like i want to go to twitter.com slash search type in hashtag barry hit enter and watch as people talk about the things that are happening right this moment that's how lazy we become so what do you
1: innovative
0: it's innovative it's awesome <laughs> that's the world we're in but uh where you the the consumer know the news before it even makes its way to the newscast so mm-hmm. um but when twitter goes dark where do you get that news from it just it's you have to rely on facebook
1: <laughs> facebook complaints <laughs> yeah.
0: so you a know, whole country that's well that's hopefully 10 get that million sorted.
1: people that's intense A lot of users,
0: too. That's going to be hurting Twitter.
1: Yeah. So, Sony has uh, unveiled a prototype for a virtual reality headset for its PlayStation 4 console at a developers conference in San Francisco. Nice. Sony has been quietly working on the technology called Project Morpheus for three years. The prototype will be made available to developers, but no commercial release date was given. Project Morpheus is a head-mounted display with a 1080p resolution and a 90-degree field of view. It has the sensors built into the unit that can track head orientation and movement so that when a user's head moves, the image of the virtual reality world moves with it. That is nice. so cool. I want it. <laughs> I, oh, now I have to get a PS4 just for that reason.
0: I've seen some <laughs> clips of people use And they've been talking about this for a few years. And, and it's really cool to actually see a prototype that is working. And so, you know, you see people trying this thing out and they're like, m- their minds are blown. Yeah. Because, you know, when have you had that kind of immersive experience in a consumer product? I'd like to see the price tag. I'm sure that prices have. Uh, Well, no. It said that your story said that prices haven't been. Yeah. Or date. Date. Prices. No
1: commercial. date release. No. Doesn't say anything about prices.
0: Thousands of dollars.
1: I hope. Thousands.
0: (laughs) But as a consumer product, can you imagine being able to sit in your living room with a 1080p TV stuck to your face? And you know, 1080p. You think of an HD television, and it's you know, yay, big, and seems pretty big, but it's not huge now by today's standards put it up to your face and you're and especially when you can go like this yeah you're gonna feel like there is no end to the size of the screen
1: that's gonna be really cool
0: i wonder if blu-ray imax videos and things could happen (laughs) this is (laughs) that's getting
1: blown out of your seat imax like with the commercials and stuff with the wind blowing
0: imagine a movie where you could actually look around and and be the camera and do oh. this because they can shoot stuff with panoramic mm-hmm. video cameras they you know they've shown all the 3D and panoramic video footage that they can do and IMAX does that kind of stuff and you know you can look around in a big auditorium but imagine with something strapped to your face and being able to do that that would be cool that would but be gaming so cool. in particular because then they don't need anything more than the game rig
1: right
0: in a game what's your favorite game on ps you know ps whatever
1: Oh, PS3. Sky, PS3, PS4. Skyrim.
0: Which is, is uh, that like a horror?
1: No, uh, do, you, do you recall Oblivion?
0: Do you recall Polka Dot <laughs> Door? See? <laughs> no. It's, it's, where okay, you
1: someone in the chat room has to know what Oblivion, Skyrim, okay. and...
0: Well, it's a genre. What genre? Uh,
1: zombies? No, I'm not into Space zombies. Space flight? No, it's like more like magical dwarves like and Like Zelda type stuff? N- yeah, you go on quests. Think about Fallout.
0: Okay, that's the one with the after the nuclear winter kind of Yeah,
1: but think about yeah, yeah. so many quests. You have like a big bag. You have so My kids many young, I- You have so many items that you can you can do like alchemy, you could do. Think of like World of Warcraft, but in a video game that is on like and, and a PC. And being PS3. able to look
0: around. <laughs> now, now think about put, being able to look around. And like that would be cool.
1: To imagine like all the arrows and like I like I like quest games. I'm into that okay. yeah, type yeah, yeah. of style. Like I yes, I have like the you know like the first person shooter games, but I really really like the questing games because cool. I like magical getting lost in that.
0: So is it gonna <laughs> mess with our brain? I think you know when you get a tablet to, to write on that puts it up on your screen like a, a Wacom tablet. Mm-hmm. It takes time for you to get it through your head that as I write down here, it's coming up up there on the screen mm-hmm. because I'm so used to writing on paper. So with this, how much is it going to mess with your mind that you're looking at things and going like this, but you're not able to walk? You have to walk like this. It was like, it was like
1: getting used to the Wii with uh, controlling just like how...
0: But that seems logical because like, you're going like that yeah. and you're hitting an invisible ball.
1: Yeah, But this is like but this you're, is, this is totally you're walking different. by pushing
0: a joystick and moving around. That's going to be weird. Okay, well, here's our final story for tonight. Microsoft, there they are. They are making some noise. They are caught up in a privacy storm after they admitted reading a Hotmail inbox of a blogger. They were pursuing a software leak investigation, and apparently it's okay for them to do that. On Thursday, Microsoft acknowledged that they read the anonymous blogger's email in order to identify an employee it's suspected of leaking information. Microsoft owns Hotmail, uh, a free email service that now now is called Outlook.com. In 2012, Microsoft had been alerted to the fact that the blogger, whose identity was kept anonymous in the the court papers, uh, had been given some stolen lines of code from the not yet released Windows 8 operating system. The blogger then posted screenshots of the unreleased Windows operating system on their blog. um, To figure out the source of the leak, Here's the kicker. Microsoft began an investigation and as a part of that search, they looked into the blogger's accounts to find out the name of the employee. So that's pretty ominous in and of itself.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, we're all concerned about privacy and things like that. Here's the kicker. The search was legal. Microsoft Mm -hmm. didn't break any rules because it falls within Microsoft's Terms of service, which states the company can access information in accounts that are stored on its communication services. That includes email, chat, forums, and all other communication facilities owned <laughs> by Microsoft.
1: Which is basically every almost everything. Did
0: you know that when you signed up for Outlook and started putting all your company and personal files in their cloud storage infrastructure
1: mm-hmm. i've never used cloud just for security reasons like i don't use it yeah but it's interesting i, I didn't even know that until right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you know
1: now you know <laughs> and,
0: and there you have it i mean that's ominous and a little bit scary you get the full stories with links and everything else category 5.tv slash newsroom
1: And um, the category 5.TV uh, f- uh, f- newsroom is researched by Roy W Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. And if you have a news story you think is worthy of an on air mention, email newsroom at category5.TV. And for the category5.TV newsroom, I'm Erica Lalonde.
0: Thanks, Erica. Really, uh, I appreciate viewers who send in mm-hmm. stories to the newsroom, newsroom at category5.tv. Uh, we mention Roy W. Nash after each newsroom segment, uh, but he faithfully sends us several news stories every week. And Roy, we really, really appreciate that you do that for us. It saves me a lot of time getting out the stories, and I can just weed through and pick the ones that, uh, that we think are of interest to our viewers. So thank you, Roy W. Nash, for all the work that you do and all the other viewers who contribute to the show as well. This is Category 5 Technology TV. It's so nice to have you here. I love having you joining us tonight and being a part of our community. You can join us in the chat room, Category5.tv, or Category 5 on Freenode. Uh, You can get there through our website, Category5.tv. If you're there now, I have these vinyl stickers. They look like they are printed with a white background. They are actually transparent, uh, so they will stick to whatever, and uh, you are able to... You know, you stick that on a, a laptop and you'll just see the letters. How cool is that? Well, I've got this to give away. So you've got the light one and the dark one. Thank you, Vanna. <laughs> there it is. Here you go, folks. Drawbot has jumped into the uh, chat room, has got your names. Here we go. Let us know where you're from. Jump into the chat room, Category 5 on FreeNode. us there let us know uh what state what province what uh area of the world you come to us from bill 777 it's nice to see you again Nua two. gwg alquette shine shadow garby bob k64 toaster. they're flying by mick rip If you, This is where it's like if you have a really long name, it's really hard for me to shout it out real fast. Because they fly by, don't they? John! That's easy. Good guy.
1: Puppy. I I'm going to have to
0: call GWG just so it fits. FBTV, I'm going to have to call you that because there's just no time. Just no time. Good luck. This is for a Category 5 Technology TV premium vinyl sticker. They are water resistant. You can put them through the dishwasher a number of times before they will fall off. They will stick to your mugs, to your cups, they will stick to your laptop, without leaving a sticky, oofy residue. You can peel them off, and there is nothing left behind. The winner tonight is... Tachos! Tachos is like the king! Congratulations, Tachos! Our winner tonight of uh, some Category 5 stickers. There you go. That's coming your way. Congratulations. He's like the new Jot. Has he been winning? Just winning and winning and winning. winning, winning, Congratulations. That's
1: awesome.
0: John's got some competition. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) This is Category 5 Technology TV. Our website, there it is, category5.tv. Thanks for sending in your questions. Erica, we're going to jump right back into the mailbag. And if you've got a question for me uh, in the chat room... Uh, make sure you you ping me, uh, post it in the chat room. But then if you, if you don't hear back from us, uh, just private message uh, me probably, and then I'll uh, I'll see if I can get to it. Thank you. So <laughs>
1: we have another question. Um, it's from Cal Hydro. Um, so he's saying that I installed Vortex Box. You featured uh, on a show, and it was easy and painless, unlike. <laughs> You're on-air adventure. Unlike
0: what we went through.
1: <laughs> so my issue is that the storage locations for the music, movies, and photo files are hard-coded into the installation. Ah. I have a number of NAS devices, uh, FreeNAS, Unraid, and Seagate C- C- NAS box. Okay. Um, I would like to change the storage locations for the various media to these other NAS devices. So he says he has a link here of the following thread to the VB form.
0: Okay, and what does he say about that?
1: Um, it says that it describes the work around as removing the existing VB director- directories. Okay. And to use a symbolic link... Uh, to access the network storage locations on the network device.
0: Okay, when he says VB, he means vortex box. Yes. That's the system that uh, Eric and I attempted to demonstrate, but we hit some snags because our internet was unreliable that night here at the studio. Unfortunately, we had some dropouts and, and that actually affected the presentation and oh. therefore, you know, it made it look bad. But as our viewer here is saying, CalHydro, mm-hmm. it worked just fine. Um, mentioning removing those um, folders where it saves the audio files and video files and everything removing those and replacing them with sim links to me that sounds like a bad idea i'll tell you why I, it's not i won't say a bad idea it doesn't sound like the right way if i were to tell you how to do it i, I don't think i would go the sim link right away it sounds uh, like a bit of a hack around Instead, you know about mount points and you know how to mount things. We've talked about here on the show and use it as a search term on our website, category5.tv. You can actually use the search on the right-hand side of the site and type in mount point, all one word, and see what you come up with. Mount points are basically empty folders on Linux, which you can use to mount other media. That can be an external hard drive. That can be a USB drive. That can be another hard drive physically in your computer. That can be... Samba shares on your NAS box. All you need is SMB FS. Yeah, Samba file system. It would just fuse, right? And I've talked about it on the show before, so I'm gonna kinda get over to our website here. Let's see if I can find it. I'm gonna actually search for SMBFS over on the right hand side. Let's see if anything comes up. If it was a keyword in that episode, it should. Let's see powered by Google. not running overly fast tonight, Google. (laughs) It's called SMBFS. Uh, You can do a search on our website for uh, mount, a Samba, S-A-M-B-A, share. And that will come up with it. Because what you can do, okay, here's what I'm thinking as the search results are not coming up for some reason. Maybe there's a problem with our search tonight and I'll take a a look after the show. Um, What I'm thinking is instead of moving anything just tell the system yeah keep dropping them to where you're dropping them but instead of so leave those folders empty and turn them into a mount point using your fs tab okay there's another search query for you which you can use on our website to try to track down videos where I've demonstrated this Mm -hmm. in your fs tab file you can say okay the videos folder this is where it's going to save the videos Uh, in its case I think there was one called Flac, for example for the audio so you could create a share on your server called flack and you could create a, uh, empty that folder on the, on the vortex box, go into your FS tab file and point your mount, create a mount point or create a mount using SMBFS, CIFS. I should say, Oh my goodness. I'm throwing out so many acronyms. SMBFS is the old version. CIFS is another great search query. That's the new version. So when you do an apt-get install, do apt-get install CIFS. That's what you're going to want. And that's going to allow you to use FSTab to mount that server to the FLAC folder. And when it's mounted to the FLAC folder, anything that gets saved to the FLAC folder will actually be saving to the server. And that did bring up some results. SMBFS. Let's try CIFS. Unless it's dreadfully slow for some odd reason. Well, that was interesting. (laughs) Popped up in a white window. Oh, look at this. Editing your etc slash fs tab file to support a CIFS mount point as per the previous lesson using SMBFS. Okay, so use that. Episode 296. And because, see, this is, uh, we've kind of gone over it before, mm-hmm. but this is one of the things that's nice about Linux. I don't care if you're running Point Linux or Debian or Ubuntu or Mint or Fedora <laughs> or whatever it is that you happen to be running or VortexBox, which is a Fedora-based system. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It will work. It's the same kind of commands. It's the same stuff. It's Linux. So give it a go. Give it a try. Let us know how it goes. Hope all that makes sense. But watch that episode and you'll find out more. All right, we should jump into the next question. Try to nail out, out as much of these as we can. We've got about eight minutes left to the show. Thank you very much for your question, Cal Hydro.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, so we have a question from Napa Polar Bear, and the question is: Is it can you run VortexBox on a Raspberry Pi, and how to set it up? How to set up the SD card?
0: I'm sensing a theme. Vortex Box, okay. No, uh, you cannot run it on the Raspberry Pi. That is because it is, as I just mentioned, Fedora based. Fedora is not installable on an ARM based system. It has to be uh, x86. So your Raspberry Pi, which is an ARM based system, uh, or is it Atom? Sorry. Uh, anyways, it's not x86. I think it might be Atom. Uh, you're not able to install it because it will not work on that. Ar- it won't work on that architecture. So. Uh, you have to use uh, like a PC, mm. so there you have it.
1: Well, thank you for your question, Napa Pueblo. Thanks, buddy. Um, we have one from Alpec. Hey, Alpec. And he says, um, so he thought that I would ch- uh, try uh, Point Linux on a second awesome. hard drive. Okay. However, it did not recognize that Grub was already on my primary hard drive. And now I cannot boot into Ubuntu. I can't. I can always reinstall, but I'm sure you know mm. an easier method.
0: Yeah, you don't need to reinstall just because Grub is broken, right? Um, Super Grub Disk. That's what it used to be called. Super Grub Disk. I'm just Googling for this because that's a verb. Supergrubdisk.org. I know that they've changed their name as, and I <laughs> always forget it for some reason. Rescatux. <laughs> that's what you need. So supergrubdisk.org is the website, okay? supergrubdisk.org with a K. For those of you who are listening to category 5 radio or There you go. Rescatux includes supergrubdisk grub2 disk, uh, grub fixes grub and grub2, checks and fixes file systems, blah blah blah. That's that's the tool that you need in order to fix a botched grub. Uh, which is going to—that's your grub bootloader. So when you turn on your computer, it'll say you've got this operating system, this operating system, and this operating system. Select them from the menu, and you can boot up whichever one you want without having to wipe out the system. So good luck, Rescatux, from from SuperGrubDisk.org. Next up, ooh, what's this? We got this? some pictures. I'm going to have to bring these up on the show. Yeah, you
1: should bring these up.
0: Okay, who's this from? What's that? This is
1: from Dennis Kelly of what he's he's done with the stickers.
0: Ah, so Dennis Kelly has got some premium vinyl Category 5 logo stickers from shop.category5.tv. And let's bring up the... uh, I'm just going to bring these up here. Mm -hmm. Save image as desktop. Let's hope that that's good. I grabbed one of them. I saw there were multiples, but... Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: That's awesome.
0: There you go. There's a Category 5 TV sticker put to good use. (laughs) I hope it's not peach juice.
1: I don't like peach juice. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Okay. Thanks for sending that in. Yeah, thank you uh, from our... uh, That was Dennis. Dennis Dennis Kelly. Kelly. So we have another question. We have a couple more, actually. But we'll see if we can get through this one. So um, it's from Tony. Hey, Tony. And he says that he saw uh, one of our episodes. He saw a brief glimpse of your monitor showing all the available displays you could switch between. Oh, yeah. So I thought I could use something similar. So my current setup is a room with three very large monitors on the wall... Three workstations, three computers, each and six monitors total. There is also a couple of normal computer desktop setups in the in um, in the room, and there's a total of 20 desktop uh, monitors. Okay. Um.
0: That's uh, 20 monitors.
1: 20 monitors. I, so, ho- I
0: hope you're doing phase shifting. Like you don't have everything plugged into one phase on your power? Well,
1: he says with three computers each, six monitors total. So oh. there's, there's, there's also a couple of normal computer desktops. There's a total of Are we 20. talking
0: like a computer lab or something? Yeah, so like, like that's okay. what it
1: mostly sounds like. I would s- Either Definitely.
0: that or a really wicked game party
1: <laughs> Yeah, like Land
0: party at this guy's place Alright, Tony, we're moving in
1: I got 20, 20 monitors, yeah Sweet,
0: okay, so what's what's going on? So I brought out my webcam so I can actually like show you mm-hmm. what our setup looks like Okay, there you go we got- Hi, you can see my reflection. So, yeah, there's, <laughs> there are all our buttons and everything. Okay, so what what is the question? So,
1: we would like to be able to pick up and choose any of the 20 desktop monitors and display it on any oh, or sure. one of the three large monitors. So, it looks like he has three large monitors and then 20 desktop uh, monitors. Okay. Okay. And he wants to be able to pick it up and then display it on the three large monitors from the smaller ones. So he said that we're, we used to be able to do it, this operation, but Java updates have left our system pretty useless. The software is called Lynx uh, Digital Matrix Switcher, made by our uh, GP Spectrum. The device looks to be something called Accent 3. Uh, integrated access controller. RGB has been less than helpful in resolving the issues. So they need something that works and really they're looking for a main recommendation. So this
0: is like a rack mount unit that takes a whole bunch of DVI Mm -hmm. and connects all of those computers together and lets you switch between which is the view. How fast is your networking? That's what I'd like to know. If you've got gigabit network I'm able to bring up my screen. And I don't know if you can tell, but I've got a really kickin' frame rate. I don't know if you notice, but it's actually 60 frames per second. I have no DVI outputs coming out of that computer. I have no wiring going from this computer to the other computer. I have no HDMI out going to an HDMI in, because here's the problem is that you, you to have that many capture devices to capture 20 or 30 computers would be a nightmare. Instead, Mm -hmm. you're on a LAN, okay, you're on a network, each of these computers has, what, an IP address. So, uh, set it up as an IP camera. And that is done through Telestream Wirecast, the software that we use here at Category 5 Technology TV, as you can see. And it includes a piece of software called, you notice it's actually minimized on my fourth desktop at all times, There it is, Desktop Presenter. If I bring that up, you'll see that it is, in fact, Desktop Presenter powered by Wirecast, and it's uh, running a network stream from my desktop over my IP, so 10.0.0.70, right? So, if that's the case, then let's bring up Wirecast, and let's actually bring up my demo computer shot. And if you can see that, it is actually pulling from desktop computer, which is the demo computer there, 10.0.0.70. That's all configured through Wirecast. So what that means is is that I could have as many computers on my network as I want, all streaming through the network to Telestream Wirecast, and it would all uh, be brought in as a camera source. It would show up as one of my cameras here in Telestream Wirecast. So... Wirecast is available for you at cat5.tv slash Wirecast. There are a couple of different versions that are available to you. Make sure that you let them know that you heard of them through Category 5 Technology TV. It's a great streaming software, and it's going to allow you to do all that kind of fancy switching. So can't go wrong. Can't beat that. No wires. Look at
1: that. That is cool.
0: We used to have to connect, like, (laughs) capture devices. I'd have to have a capture device for every computer, right? And it worked great. Yeah. And it was reliable because there's a wire going from the video out to the video in. But quite often it was D-sub and so it was analog, low quality. This is perfectly digital. 60 frames a second. Brilliant quality. There you have it. That's all the time that we have, folks. Thank you for the questions. Uh, and uh, if we had me- missed any questions, we'll certainly uh, take care of those for you next week. So if you didn't hear your question tonight please join us again next week next week is uh gonna be fun we've got bailey j thompson joining us for the very first time and we are going to install that new electronic outlet outlet uh, which has two usb charging ports so you can plug your ipad and tablet and phone and whatever else directly into the uh without
1: having to use up one of the outlets that's perfect
0: before the show, we're looking around for an iPad charger and everything, and it's like, well, where is it? Well, that would eliminate the need. So I really, really like that idea. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all of our viewers, all of our new viewers, especially. We want to welcome you to the community. Let's bring up our uh, our map here as well to be able to say hi to you. Uh, we've got you in Ankara. Wow.
1: In Washington.
0: Philadelphia. Loads of viewers out there. Buenos Aires.
1: Monty
0: by the... Colorado Springs Nice to see you And in Zurich in Munich And there are some words that you'll notice That I don't even try to pronounce <laughs> Because I don't want to offend But we see you, we love you, we appreciate you And it's so nice to have you as a part of our community. Thanks for joining us at Category5.tv. Thanks, everybody. That's all the time that we have for tonight. Have a fantastic week, and I'll look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday night.
1: And I'll look forward to seeing you when I'm back.
0: Thanks, Erica. Good to see you.
1: No problem. Take it easy. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.
0: We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern.